Welcome to the Variety Hour, where local leaders talk Memphis. Listen to you, move your mouth. I bet you come from way down south. Now don't tell me, let me guess. You from the town that I love best. Talk Memphis, I wish you would. Talk Memphis, you sound so good. Talk Memphis, high on the bluff. I swear I can't get enough. Listening to you talk that stuff. Talk Memphis, oh yeah. Talk Memphis. Welcome to Talk Money. And now here's your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, welcome to 2019. Every year, millions of Americans, and you're probably one of them, make New Year's resolutions, but research suggests only a fraction of us actually keep them. Things like weight loss and getting more exercise are typically among the most popular resolutions, but this year, a new Marist poll found that being a better person tops the list, and that's not so surprising. We need more nice people. That's... uh, Just kind of the understanding in this good country of ours this year, just being nice. That being said, for most of us, though, it's generally a time of year when we reflect about how our year has gone and what are we looking forward to doing in this coming year. It's a time for us to check in with ourselves and see what we can improve on in this coming year. Just what are you going to do different in 2019? Being honest with yourself and sticking to one thing or two very specific ways to accomplish your goals. I work out a specific place in the city, and I'm always amazed at how many people show up in January to start that proverbial workout and exercise program. The New Year's resolution, and by the 1st of February, it's back to normal. They're all gone. Now, we're not talking about exercise programs today in this program, of course, and you know that. My guests are here to give us specific steps to start out our year off right on what it comes to finances and not give up by February. Scott Jordan, Tommy Armstrong will talk about being smart when it comes to setting that New Year's financial resolution. We'll all find out what it means to stick to the SMART method, S-M-A-R-T. From our Did You Know Files, 2018 proved to be two different periods, almost, if you looked at it real closely, two different years. As investors, we were confronted with a range of contradictions. Unemployment ended the year at a nearly 50-year low, and wages have been steadily rising all year long. Yet, all that being positive, fears of recession have increased, and maybe that can, we can blame a little bit of that on the media and just fanning the headlines. Corporate earnings were remarkably strong, yet on the other side of the equation, stock prices sank into correction almost to a bear market territory by the end of the year. And we're not left with a question. We're now left with this question of the whole idea of whether or not solid fundamentals or growing uncertainty will shape the markets for 2019. We'll find that out. We'll just have to watch it and see what happens. Recent Gallup poll found out nearly 12% of all Americans surveyed earlier this year believe that the economy is the most important problem facing our country today. They believe that government deficits, jobless rates, inflation, trade taxes were more important. Remember, only 12% said that the economy was most important. You compare that to almost 10 years ago, 86% of Americans surveyed in 2019, 2009 believed that the economy at that time was most important. The National Institute of Retirement Security recently published a 
poll that said 59% of working-age Americans, that's the people between the ages of 21 and 64, that's working adults, have not accumulated assets in any retirement account. That's a defined benefit pension plan, contribution plan, or an IRA. <laughs> Maybe we need to set some New Year financial resolutions. We're going to talk about that. If you have questions for Talk Money, send them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. To to find today's program on podcast or past programs, go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. Like us on Facebook. Coming up, Scott Jordan, Tommy Armstrong. If you're going to set a New Year's resolution, you need to be smart. S-M-A-R-T. Find out what that means. We'll discuss getting it ready and how to do it. Financial resolutions fit for 2019. I'm Jim Shoemaker. You're listening to The Voice, KWAM 990, FM 107.9. This is Talk Money. Podcasts of Talk Money are available in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with more Talk Money after this. Jim Shoemaker, Tommy Armstrong, and Scott Jordan are registered representatives and investment advisor representatives of Security and Financial Services, Inc., securities dealer. Member FNIRA, SIPC, a registered investment advisor. Shoemaker Financial is independently owned and operated. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. And welcome back to the program. As I said earlier, my guest today is Tommy Armstrong and Scott Jordan. And uh, these guys are both certified financial planners. They do a lot of financial counseling, and they answer a lot of questions. I want to say, Scott, welcome to the program, sir. Glad to be here, Jim. Thank you. And Tommy, welcome to the program. Good morning, Jim. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, sir. And uh, both of these guys uh, work with clients and do a lot of diving in and helping people understand. So, guys, let me start with this. As I mentioned earlier, this is a time of the year when everyone makes grand plans to have a great year. I mean, that's just normal. Most resolutions, as I said, you end up about just getting healthy, getting in better physical shape. Gym memberships are bought, and, you know, and they wonder why they did that all that I mean I literally work out of the place on a regular basis I've been doing it at the same place for over 20 years and it's amazing how January it swells up my wife is an instructor she's a certified instructor and she does a lot of teaching and water rubbing and you know she has to tell people sorry we have steady folks and we don't have any room for you that want to come in for this one month surge and that's what happens to us but guys as a comprehensive financial planning firm we really do dive into figuring out what is it that's more important, the most important thing to do? And we help people try to define those goals and achieve those goals. So to, the key, and I guess, Scott, I want to go to you, is to making a good resolution. It's not just one that you hope that you can accomplish or that you're going to, you know, write it, you know, say I'm going to do this, but one that you actually can measure and put it together. I mentioned the acronym SMART. S-M-A-R-T. I want you guys, first of all, to kind of help us understand what SMART means. So start with the S, Scott. The S, Jim, stands for specific. And by that, we mean you need to set goals that are specific. You know, for example, don't just say, I'm going to save more money this year. Let's let's set a more concrete goal of, I'm going to save $5,000 by the end of the year. And that just allows you to better craft a plan to achieve that goal. So if I, if you say that 5,000, can I even get a little more specific? I'm going to save 
$250 a month, $500 a month, specific I think enough? That, yes, I think that goes to crafting that plan to achieve that $5,000 goal. It's like, how do we do that? Well, I'm going to start by saving X amount of dollars a week or X amount of dollars a month. And, and that gives you those specific goals that you can refer to throughout the year. And okay, now track. I've kind of stepped a little further, Tommy, because I've said if it's specific, I wanted to get into specific. He also talked about the M, though. What's the M? Well, the M stands for measurable, which means you need to take that specific action and identify something you can compare your success against once you take action and start executing your goal. You know, I I like the fact that when we talk about being smart, the smart method, specific and measurable are very simple things to do. Be specific about what I said. If you're using the term, you know, whether it's people say, well, I'll lose 90 pounds or nine pounds or whatever. But the reality is, if I want to save money, being specific, I want to save 5,000, 6,000, 1,000, whatever it is. Whatever the number is. Know know what that is and then measure it on a regular basis so that, you know, if we understand that, then that's important. Now, the A in the SMART, S-M-R-S-M-A. Achievable. Oh, that's important. Very important. <laughs> uh, you know, if you know, we, we talked about this earlier this morning. If, if you hadn't been saving anything for retirement to set up a goal of I'm going to max out my 401k right, plan when right. you've been saving zero, that may not be achievable based on your budget and your lifestyle and other, other things that are competing for those dollars. So it's important to start with something that's, that's achievable. I mean, we may want to set some stretch goals, but not anything you know like I'm just going to save a million dollars, something that's way out there that's just not achievable. You know, we don't think about that as being something that really does create a problem. But if you're not setting a goal that's achievable and you fail at it, it's it's kind of one of those things, well, I couldn't do this anyway. Right. I mean, if that's, I decided I today give up I'm, on gonna, the whole thing. I'm gonna run a marathon <laughs> and I'm gonna do it in 2019, uh, I can tell you there's a great chance that's not achievable. You know, I mean, just just reality. I mean, I might run a five miles, right, maybe. Right. Let's start small. Let's start small. But then if I you know, if I set this this big goal and I don't achieve it, two things happen psychologically, at least that's what I've seen in my career, is people either say that it was too big not achievable, or I really wasn't really tied into it. I wasn't really trying to to do it. And that leads me, Tommy, to the fourth one, the R. It has to be what? The R stands for relevant, which means that it has to be something that ties directly to the overall goal you're trying to execute. So, so again, uh, if I'm saying I'm going to save this enormous amount of money and it's not relevant, it's not relevant to what I'm trying to do, it's easy for me to stop or quit by the time I get to February. Easy. And yeah. You don't know where you're going. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a great point. So if, we, if we're looking at this, we're going to define SMART, S-M-A-R, relevant, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant. Okay, Scott, what's the T? Time based. Let's let's set a let's set a time period of when we're going to accomplish this goal, and that helps us going back up. That helps us be more specific. Helps us measure it better. You know, it's more achievable if we're setting a timetable of when we're going to achieve this goal. You know, that's that is so important when you talk about that. We actually do that at the office. We sit down and say we're going to work off of a twelve week period, and, right. you know, which is right. twelve weeks of a of a quarter, right. and then use the thirteenth week of every quarter to plan. For the next one. Right. So we've been doing that for 20 years, I guess, in the office. And the reality is it means that we work off of one week 
doing it 12 times and measuring it. I mean, down to that point of measuring it down and then knowing it's time-based, it's got to be done in a 12 Instead of saying a whole year and then trying to right. catch up in November and December. And it's amazing how much you can get accomplished when you set those time-based goals. That's a, that's a great, great point. So, Scott, if I understand that SMART, it means specific, measurable, achievable, relative, and time-based – I want you to start off with this whole idea of where do I get started and how do I get going at this point. If you just tuned in, my guests are Scott Jordan and Tommy Armstrong. We're talking about something that is so important to so many people. Most of us set New Year's resolutions, and most of us don't get any further than February in accomplishing them. Now, you know, it's just part of human nature, but we're trying to give you some very specific thoughts here that we don't want you to become another, what it said earlier, a statistic where that fraction that actually does something, the bigger fraction is the group of people that says, okay, by February, I'm off to doing something else. We're trying to give you some insight in how to move through in your finances and how to be smart using the SMART method, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. How do you get started, Scott? Well, I think the first thing to do and the first thing we do with all of our clients when we're working, let's, let's get organized. Let's take stock. Let's, let's sit down. Let's look at everything. Let's look at where we are. Let's look at, you know, get our statements together, 401k statements, IRA statements, uh, get our bank statements. I think this one's critically important. Take a look at your checking and savings accounts. Let's see, let's see where our money is and where it's going. As a, as a pastor I listen to a lot says, you need to be knowing where your money is going. Absolutely. You know, that reminds me of a, of a thought process that I've used from a principle standpoint, a biblical principle. Nehemiah was sent to, by the Lord to, to build the, you know, the wall around Jerusalem. Well, the first thing he did, he took stock. He rode right. around Jerusalem on his horse and he looked and said, this is a mess. And then he cleaned everything down to the foundation. So that's really what you're saying is clean yeah. everything down, take stock, look at what's going on, where are you, what are the problem areas? Right. You know, what are what are my strengths, what are my weaknesses, you know, am I spending too much on vacations, am I eating out too much, am I saving enough for emergencies, am I on track with what I'm trying to accomplish? All of these questions help us kind of take stock of where we are. You know, we have a direction, we have somewhere we're trying to get to. I think it's important to first sit down and see where are we in relationship to that. Well, then I think at that point, then, Tommy, I want to ask you this. If we're going to start with the SMART method, I know you're going to say that defining our goals is kind of being specific. Help me understand when you mean defining my goals. So that's, that is so – I can define a goal. Let's just say I would decide, okay, I want to lose 20 pounds. I got a goal. You got to go. <laughs> but, is but, it achievable? Is it achievable <laughs> is the key. And I want to know, how do you set out, Tommy, and help people define their goals? Well, you, you break it down into the small steps required to get to the bigger goal. If you're going to try to lose, well, we'll talk, we'll talk about losing weight, and then we'll talk about tightening up, tightening up on our finances, but if... You know, but if you're gonna but if you're gonna lose weight, then you need to determine what you're gonna do today, this week, next week to to move toward that goal one step at a time. I appreciate that. In other words, what you're doing is you're kind of saying, Okay, I've determined what it is. I know what I think we always do, and, and Scott, you talk about this a lot, where we review prior goals and establish the new goals. 
and prioritize those. And I think the, the problem is sometimes we look at old goals and sometimes we have a tendency to just say, well, I didn't save $1,000 last year. This year I'm going to save $1,000. Instead of really looking at it deeper, help me go through that, Scott. Just well, that's a good point, Jim. I think it's important to start kind of with that bigger picture. You know, I don't know if you've ever tried to solve a jigsaw puzzle without having that picture on the box, but it's very difficult. That's a good point. You know, without knowing what you're trying to get to, what is that point? And that's, that's really kind of taking taking a step back and, you know, working with, with yourself, thinking about what's important to your family. What do you value? What are you trying to accomplish? What are the things that you can do that are going to improve your life and that are extremely important to you? And I think that that helps in that goal setting because, you know, the, the lose 20 pounds goal or the save a thousand, why am I saving a thousand dollars? What am I doing that for? And I think when you can get to that why, it's a little easier to start setting those goals, and it's a little easier to stick with those goals when times get tough. That is that is so critical. Knowing why you're doing it, knowing why it's important, those are things. So really, you're talking about prioritization, knowing if I understand what I'm trying to do, prioritizing that so that when I run into that, oh, I, I don't want to save that $250 this month. I want to go spend it for this. If you've really got that prioritization set down and locked in, you can make that decision. It's a decision that you've already know you're going to have to make. Now you've anticipated it, and you don't have to get into that emotional side. It's that emotional. Yeah, yeah. that I call it the immediate versus the ultimate. You know, that immediate tends to crowd out the ultimate without a clear goal, without a clear why, what you're doing. That you know, that immediate gratification comes in. It's like, well, I want to go out to eat right now. There you go. I, I want to take true. that vacation right. instead of. You know, here's ultimately where we're trying to get. We're you know, I, I have house. seen I have seen parents go for year over year knowing that Christmas is coming since we just got out of Christmas here recently. And they know Christmas is going to be on the 25th of December. So far in my lifetime, it's been that year, that day every it, year. Me too. And I, uh, I don't know if they're going to change it next year <laughs> or not. But the reality is they wait until the 20th decide what they're going to buy the kids for Christmas. They haven't saved any money for it. And right. so they're out there, they spend their credit card. Then they get up on January the 2nd or 3rd or somewhere and look at that credit card bill and go, oh, and it, yeah, right. you know, it scares them. And if we just could help them understand, if you know that you have a, a date out here, prioritize that time to say, I'm going to save $50 a month, or $1,000 a month, whatever, towards a known fact now, we're saying Christmas because we just finished it, right. but the reality is retirement. How is it that literally when we talk about retirement today and I find out that you get through this whole process and that only 59% of the working Americans today have no retirement or not accumulated any, how can that be? We know that at some point we're going to get to be that age where we're going to retire. So you have to sit down and you have to prioritize your goals. Again, being smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. Tommy, you talk a lot about, from a CPA standpoint, and both of these guys are certified financial planners, you talk about emergency funds. You you talk about not allowing people to, you really do want them to have that money set aside when that unexpected, and yet we can define what emergencies can be. Explain that. Well, the purpose of an emergency fund is to have a cushion against a surprise that could knock the whole rest of the plan off track. Uh, planning benchmarks are three to six months of your expenses. But again, getting started, 
setting something aside to to stop the surprise from becoming a disruption. I've always talked about the example of a $300 dishwasher, okay? If you got 500 in an emergency fund, buy the dishwasher, don't disrupt the rest of your plan and go on with replenishing that emergency fund toward the benchmark. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or the compressor goes out on the air conditioner. Or you find out that the differentiator, I don't even want a differential, <laughs> differential joint, I don't know what that is in the car, but it goes out, whatever. You know, you have those things that happen. There are, yeah. you know, I mean, it just happens. Now, let me let me explain what the difference between an emergency fund and a contingency where you know. So you got a child that's seven years old and you notice that you look in the mouth and there's crookedness in that mouth. They're called teeth. And they're going to have to have braces. That's not an emergency. That's that's something that can be planned that for. That can be planned for, you know. And you sit out and you figure out what you – the child is now 17, 18. That child's going to college. They want to go to college. They may not, but they want to. And if they want to, you have got a responsibility of helping them pay for that or do something. And so that did just happen. You and that child's born, you begin to set aside that, you know, we're talking about emergency funds. We're talking about savings plans. What about reviewing your benefits, your insurance, all of those things that, I mean, from your property and casualty, all those things that have to be reviewed on an annual basis? I think that's critical, Jim. Uh, you know, when you, I think most people are probably out of their open enrollment period now. And I know if, if you're like me, that, that time of the year comes up and it's usually a busy time of the year and you don't have time to really think through a lot of those decisions like you should uh, i think it's critical now to sit down and and look at the decisions you've made look at look at things like your property casualty insurance you know your disability insurance through work or your personal coverage you know what kind of life insurance do you have through there look at all these things and all the decisions that you've made so that when that time for open enrollment does come up this year, you have a plan in place to know if there are any changes that need to be made. That's such a critical point. Well, we've kind of been at this 30,000-foot view. We've talked about, you know, getting started. Don't wait, to, you know, don't wait and keep putting it off, getting started. Then defining your goals, building an emergency fund, very basic, very fundamental, reviewing your benefits and insurance. Tommy, you talk about setting a regular review. I mean, as a CPA and CFP, you absolutely want to know that they do something on an annual basis. Explain what does it mean, set the annual review? Well, Jim, we want to set really more than an annual review, okay? We talk about tax planning uh, two to three times a year to take advantage of tax strategies that are available, uh, if you've had a problem with resolutions in the past, set a review for January 31st and don't become that February 1st statistic. Go back, revisit what you're doing, reset, re-reprioritize, determine if it's truly as relevant to you as you want it to be, and again, be the success statistic, not the other way. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Well, when we come back, I want to find out a little bit about the bottom line, some specifics. And, Scott, I'm going to ask you to kind of summarize for us really what we should be doing, how do we go about it. And then I want us to go into the very specific, the first part of SMART, S-M-A-R-T, is specific. I would like to lay out some, some planning processes, some specific things that people ought to be thinking about when they're going to be doing their financial resolutions for 2019. If you just tuned in, I, my guest is Scott Jordan and Tommy Armstrong. Both of these guys are certified financial planners. If you'd like to talk to them, call them at 757-5757. We're talking about specific actions coming up to take to start out the new year, 2019, financially on the road. 
right path. I'll be back in just a minute. This is Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. This material represents an assessment of the market environment at a specific point in time and is not intended to be a forecast of future events or a guarantee of future results. This information is not investment advice or a recommendation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. All right, we've been trying to help you understand some specific things to do if you want to make a difference in your financial life in 2019. Now, you know, we talked about earlier that a lot of people go out and say, hey, I want to lose weight, I want to get an exercise program, and we all know that. And there's, I, I'm all for that. We see the people all of a sudden flood into the gym, and then by the 1st of February, they're gone. Well, we're wanting to give you some very specifics to allow you to not only get into a program, but stick to it. And we've given you four, or excuse me, five ways of thinking about it. We The acronym is SMART. Make a SMART plan. Specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. And by the way, I I know most of you know this. That is not original. That has been around as long as I've known it, and I've just simply copied it for today. SMART is an acronym that I've heard over and over and over, and you probably have too. We just want to lay it out for you. For 2019, be smart with your finances, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. These guys have done a good job. My guest, Scott Jordan, Tommy Armstrong, both of these guys are certified financial planners, and we're talking about ways of helping you turn around your finances or improve your financial program for what you've been doing in 20, do that from now in 2018. Now what are we going to do in 2019 should be better. And we talked about everything, you know, I guess we've gone through this, how to start, to find your goals, build an emergency fund, review your benefits, your insurance plans, do some regular reviewing. Tommy just laid that out very specifically. But Scott, let me let me get a summary for you. This is the 30,000-foot view. We're about to step over the line here in a second and just move right into very, very specific because I do want to cover the first part of specific of the SMART method specific. We're going to talk about that. But what do you mean? Summarize for me when we do what we've been talking about. Well, I think, you know, the in summary, set, set you know, first define those goals. Find out what's important to you and then set those smart goals to achieve that those specific measurable achievable relevant time-based goals to achieve what's most important to you set things that you're going to feel good about that you can stick to uh, i reiterate the emergency fund that's critically important to get that on track so that your plan doesn't get derailed so if you're thinking about it, we're talking about developing long-term money habits. We're talking about changing the way you've been thinking, and that doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't. It's a discipline. When you say the word discipline, immediately, I know I, I've done a lot of budget counseling, and, I, and I've heard people, you know, they have a tendency to build a budget and, and demand that one part of that family, you know, you must right. live on this right. budget and it's not okay for me. I mean, I've got a, I cannot live on the budget. I tried that with my wife one time, but it didn't work. <laughs> uh, just let you know, if, yeah. if I developed a budget, it's for both of us, she said, and, and it meant for me to stick to it if she was going to stick to it. But we have a tendency not to do that. So let me say this to those of you listening and then Scott, and you guys can join in with me. I don't want you to get discouraged. If you get into this plan, and you get to moving through it, and you're working through, and you've done something, don't get too discouraged if it doesn't work perfectly. Dust it off, regroup, and move on. 
And that that goes back to that regular review, Jim. I think I think what you said is so important because you know we tend to get discouraged. You use the example of the gym memberships. You know, January they're they're people joining like crazy. By February they're off it. That's because they've gotten discouraged and they've probably jumped in there and started exercising. You know, they've gone from the couch to trying to exercise three and hours a day. Sore or, you know, <laughs> they're sore, they're hurting. But, you know, like you said, don't get discouraged. They're going to need to be course corrections to any plan that you set in place. And so it's important to sit down, review that. Don't beat yourself up and just get back on track. So and if you, you need a coach, going. both of these guys are professionals. And they know what to do. And just give them a call, 757-5757. Scott Jordan, Tommy Armstrong, just just tell them what you're trying to accomplish. And when you get discouraged, let them be your encourager. You know, they've been around long enough to know what to do and how to move through that process. Tommy, let me ask you this. Now that we've talked about setting goals to achieve financial strategies, kind of those you know, idea of New Year's resolutions, and we've said that, and tell us, you know, the whole idea. What do you see? I mean, we need to get into the specifics. I want to talk about that, but what do you see about New Year's resolutions? Well, obviously, you've already uh, invoked the research that says that uh, one-third of Americans make a resolution, a financial resolution, and then obviously the bad news is most of us are done by February, and we failed. And so what I'd like us to move into is talking about uh, – Putting, putting some feet to those specific actions, doing something right now today on January 2nd that would move toward a 2019 goal that we could call a success and not a statistic. All right, let's do this. This is important. Let's do this. Let's make it. Let's start with one that you would say. And I'm not saying that you're going to give these in the priority because no. every person's priorities are different. We're just going to say this is one that you need to be very, very. It's very important. But I want to start with specifics. Now, we've been covering the 30,000-foot view, but when from our chairs, guys, I want people listening to say, well, they gave me specific things that I needed to do. What's number one? Well, the first one uh, on, my, on my list, but again, just to, to illustrate the concept, uh, I, I like to organize, organize our tax records. Look at Take a specific action toward controlling your taxes. Look at last year's tax return. Plan for an estimated payment on January 15th if you need to. And if you do need professional help, then start making a list of people you're going to call. Doesn't mean you have to hire somebody today. Make that list of people you're going to call. You will have succeeded with a small step of moving towards your goal of controlling your taxes. You know, Scott, you mentioned that earlier, too, that just getting organized and, and collecting information, that's kind of the same thing Tommy's talking about. He, of course, leans towards that as a CPA into the tax side, but the reality is we're just talking about specific organization boy that i thought that was easy you know i happen to be a little bit of an organized person (laughs) but for the majority of the people listening today that's not easy it's tough it's tough you know and when you when you talk about getting organized and taking stock you know it's you know part of it is just getting those physical documents organized but it's also getting organized around what you're trying to accomplish, going back to that prioritization, and let's let's look at that what we're trying to do, and let's get organized around that idea, and make sure that we're taking steps to to achieve those goals. All right, when we come back, I want us to dive in more specific. We started the first one is organization. Tommy says tax records. That's big picture. Step into that. Scott saying just overall, just just letting yourself spend a few. And you know, this is not going to happen in thirty minutes. This may take two hours. May take a Saturday morning. But just get started doing it and i really want to say that is first and foremost the priority let's take a few minutes here and let's allow ourselves to listen to rebecca bezier
pleasure. Uh, and Mid-South History Moment. We'll be back just after the, that history moment. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and you're listening to Talk Money. If you have questions you'd like to have answered on the program, email them to talkmoney at shoemakerfinancial.com. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Although not everyone fell victim to the yellow fever epidemic that ravaged Memphis in 1878, the city itself did not survive. The picture at that time could hardly be described as anything but grim, as tax revenues fell sharply and the city's ability to pay off its debt grew uncontrollably. Despite stiff opposition from the mayor, a measure to disincorporate the city passed the state senate and house the following year. Memphis then ceased to exist as a chartered city and was made a taxing district under the authority of a council of nine members, only four of whom were popularly elected. Under the new administration, taxes were raised, the old debt was paid off, and the council began to fund badly needed improvements to the district. Yet, as the new life was beginning to return to the local economy, a shadow was cast over these improvements in the form of widespread corruption, embezzlement, and nepotism. Though such losses to the district's coffers were easily covered by strict fines on gambling, the ongoing problems in the district arrangement made it clear that such a system of local government could not last forever. In the following years, mayoral government was restored and Memphis became a prosperous city once again. This has been another Mid-South History Moment brought to you by Shoemaker Financial. The S&P is an unmanaged index of 500 large cap stocks. Investors cannot invest in an index. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. Well, if you just tuned in, my guest today, Scott Jordan and Tommy Armstrong, we're talking to them about setting that New Year's resolution, not about losing weight, not about an exercise program, but a financial resolution. We've covered it from the 30,000-foot view. We thought talked to you about some specifics of getting, you know, the big picture. Now we're diving into very, very specific things. We're talking about SMART. S-M-A-R-T, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, time-based. Okay, if you think about that, I hope you've written that down. I hope you'll refer back to it. First thing that we talked about, you know, Tommy says, get organized. He said tax records. And then then Scott added that just overall, just take the time to sit down and get your box of stuff that you've been throwing into, things that you, and I've had those to come into the office, and they're literally a (laughs) shoebox, and you just get it organized. I mean, whether you you do a spreadsheet or, you know, some people are not computer savvy when it comes to doing spreadsheets. I know that. So just take a T and say, this is a, you know, something I spent this for or something. I have this in savings. I have this in my, just get organized when it comes to your finances. The second thing though, and Scott, I think this is probably one of the, one thing that so many times people take for granted, but they do need to check this on a regular basis. Yeah. I think it's a good time to check your credit report, Jim. You know, then this day and age with, with all the uh, identity theft and things that go on, I think it's critically important to check your credit report on a regular basis. And if you hadn't done that recently, this is a good time to just sit down and get that done. You can usually get a free report from a lot of the credit agencies or annualcreditreport.com and sit down and take the time to review that and make sure everything's accurate on your credit report. You know, I, I just doing some Christmas shopping this year. I, I had, we do my credit report. I do my credit report every December. Um, 
And then we had just gotten it, and I'd looked at it, and then I'd sat down and had the discussion with someone that, you know, that helps me with that. And I do, I actually have a coach that, you know, spends time with me because I need that person who is kind of that third party. And uh, I, I highly encourage that to anybody that we have a tendency to lean in our own way. So just find somebody that we can, you can help. And this person was going through that. So I was Christmas shopping and I went out and I was buying something for my wife. And they said, would you um, like a credit card? And I immediately said, no, thank you. And I could tell that the register, the person at the register, I was like, uh-oh, I didn't say the right thing. <laughs> and she said, I'm only one from getting recognition and a bonus. I said, okay. <laughs> she got me. I may, I may not have been the only one. But, but, you know, I felt like, okay, this is a promotion for this particular store, and I didn't have any problem with it. You know what I was shocked at, though? It took me less than three minutes. Oh, it's so fast. To get approved yeah, so fast. for a credit card. I, uh, I, I, that was shocking because I was thinking, you know, how many people, you know, could use, you know, does this and puts this bill on credit and now they've got that extra credit card and now are they going to manage it? So when you talk about checking your credit report, that's just not only that, but it's also looking at how many credit cards do you have? You talked about earlier, one of the priorities is, is getting out of debt. And, you know, managing that, we'll dive into that a little bit later, just really specifically about that. But, I mean, the whole idea is just managing credit because it is what everybody lives on today. It is. It is. And it can make the difference when you go to apply for a loan of something you need of how what your interest rate's going to be. Right. You know, if there are inaccuracies on your credit report or, you know, or somebody has applied for credit under your name that you don't know about, it's better to catch that early and get that corrected than to let that go Well, on. I like that fact that you talk about that because simply managing debt, you've actually, I've heard you say this, that if you have debt, and you are a regular payment, you're making regular payments, that call your credit card company and say, hey, I'm a good candidate for lowering my interest right, rate. Right, exactly. And, and you talk about that. I think, yep. what, what else about that? I mean, a lot of people don't know that that's even an option. You know, there's every, you know, that's negotiable with what they're charging you. And if you're a good credit, good, good make risk payments, to them, and you make payments, payments on time, call them and ask them to reduce your rate. You know, there's other... Cards out there that would probably give you a lower rate, lower. so uh, you know you may be able to stick with your same card and keep that history and get I that think rate. I, I think I like what you're saying on the standpoint of managing not only just check your credit report, but manage your credit report. Absolutely, that that's an excellent statement, Tommy. We talk about one of the biggest issues, and I set off at the at the monologue when we talked about that. That 59 percent of Americans today are not saving for retirement. Working Americans, 21 to 64. So obviously, one of your priorities is retirement, saving, <laughs> save, saving for retirement. Do you think I set him up for that? Uh, I think yeah. so. Thank you, uh, thank you, Jim. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, uh, but everybody goes into uh, a lot of people go into the year or into every day saying they want to save more for retirement. Well, that's really a fuzzy goal, and it's not smart. It's not specific. It it has you have no clue how you're going to measure it. So. What what I want to do is step in and give you some specific actions and some quick wins that will help it be a clearer goal for you, a smarter goal for you, and some and ways you can also in, increase your confidence of moving toward that long term goal. Uh, I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. Specific steps. Uh, if you are currently saving for retirement, just fill the form out. Add one percent to it. 
small, that's a small thing, but it's a win. It goes in your column, keeps you from being a statistic of not doing anything for retirement. Uh, second second thing you might do is if you are defer, not deferring or are deferring, make sure you're deferring the exact amount required to get the company match if they offer one. If it's 3% minimum to get the 3% match, then you put your 3% in. Again, that's a win. That, that goes in your column, keeps you from being a statistic. If you're fortunate enough to get a raise for 2019, add that to your deferral percentage. A quick, say, a quick way to save money and get a win. If you never see it, you can never spend it. Life is good. Well, I like that. I mean, if you get a raise, just take a, all of the raise or part of the raise. But in other words, I think what I like what you said. If you don't see it, you know, you don't miss it, and that it is accumulating dollars when you know you're going to hit that retirement age. Exactly. That's, that's good. That's you know, really we're, none, none of us are going to have today, at the end of the day, the money we need to retire, you know, unless, of course, we hit the lottery, but that's not a retirement plan. Uh, so what we want to do is get the win for today. The win for today is I filled the form out. I added 1%. The win for the day is I'm 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 turned in the form to get the minimum because that's free money from my company and and that adds toward my long-term goal. The minimum for the match. Yes, yeah, yes, that's, yes, that's that's so yes, critical. Yes. Yeah, you well, know, Jim, one of the trends that we've actually seen in 401ks, and you'll know this is uh, you know not a lot, not only auto enrollment, but the auto increase feature where you can automatically set it up to step you up by one percent every year. And I think that's huge, and that that's helpful. You don't even have to remember to do it. You just sign up for the auto increase, and it'll automatically step you up. And that takes out that that emotional side. Right. You've made a decision, a conscious decision, that this is what I'm going to do. I am going to be very intentional about saving money. So that's something for 2019. I could go in, just call the HR department, ask them to say, I want to I want to do this, and they will help you go through that process to do that. Absolutely. So again, if you're listening, here's, here's the reality. Take out as much of that emotional side to these resolutions. You know, when you if you're if you're working out and you feel the pain and you go, oh, I don't like that. <laughs> well, hurts. we're trying to give you some of those things that can be intentional with your finances and habitual, so that you're not having that emotional thought process. You talked about it earlier, guys. You're saving a hundred dollars a month and you you do it automatically, like you just said with the with your four hundred one k, and you don't have to worry about trying to decide do I buy the TV or to do this. That takes it out. You don't have to try to use that emotional side. What about those? things, and I guess, you know, Tommy, I want to talk to you about this, preventive maintenance with your car, uh, or, you know, I said car, a home, your cell, I mean, things like, you know, medical bills, that's critical for a lot of people to think about, and, and we call that one of the resolutions to build something around preventive maintenance. Well, as a comprehensive planning firm, we led with the emergency fund, which was for the purpose of uh, preventing surprises, okay, and so... One of the one of the ways we can be intentional, take specific actions, get small wins that lead toward the big goal, is preventive maintenance. If you know you need an oil change for your car, put put make an appointment with yourself, keep that promise to yourself and your car, and get it done. If if you you know if you got a home, if you have a home, you're responsible for the air conditioners and the HVAC. That saves you money. That reduces uh, maintenance costs. 
Put it on the calendar. Make a commitment to yourself. That's the win for today. And then the win, the next win will be when you actually change the filters. Okay. Now, if you if you go through that process of taking care of, I want to come back because I know there's one other thing that is as important. Mm, thank you. Yeah. The reality is you're taking care of those physical things. I, I like that. Home, automobile, all those things like that. But I know there's some things about personal that we need to talk about, too, that are part of that preventative maintenance. When we come back, if you just tuned in, my guests, Scott Jordan and Tommy Armstrong, both of these guys are certified financial planners. If you'd like to talk to them, 757-5757. We're talking about New Year's financial resolutions and being smart. We'll talk more about that when we come back. This is Jim Shoemaker. I'm Jim Shoemaker, and this is Talk Money. Podcasts for Talk Money are available for iOS mobile devices in the iTunes store. Just search Shoemaker Financial. We'll be right back with Talk Money after this. Shoemaker Financial and Securian Financial Services do not provide specific tax or legal advice, and this information should not be considered as such. You should always consult your tax or legal advisor regarding your own specific tax or legal situation. And now back to Talk Money with your host, Jim Shoemaker. All right, we have gone through a process. I hope you listened to the program. I hope you've taken some good notes. The reality is you don't just decide that I'm going to try to do New Year's financial resolutions. We've asked you to think about really beginning to be smart, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based. That you're going to really sit down and do some processing here and be intentional about what you're wanting to do and accomplish with your finances. Whether it's, you know, maintenance, as Tommy was talking about before the break, or it's just simply going through that process of getting yourself organized, checking your credit debt. I mean, those are critical. And increasing your 401k at work or just starting an IRA, starting a plan. Just being intentional about what you're doing with your finances. Set that resolution. Make it smart. And then do it. That's the that's the key. Now, Tommy, before the break, you talked about preventative maintenance. Now, I love that thought process because that's being intentional about what we're trying to do. Preventative literally means I am going to do something to keep something from happening. And I like what you said. First of all, foremost, the automobile. That's, you know, check the tire pressure, you know, change your oil in a timely manager. Do those things that are just keeping the car running before it falls apart. And number two, home. It's HVAC, all the things that go on in a home. And I tell you what, that's a full-time job. I mean, you know, if you got to need a paint job, start planning for the paint job when you're going to have to do that. But there are two things that I think are so critical for us listening that are self-oriented. What are they? Well, I just... <coughs> When we talk about when we talk about preventive maintenance, we want to do preventive maintenance on ourselves. Your personal health is incredibly important and is a item that you can get a honestly a quick win on by taking care of yourself. Book the date for your annual physical. Book the date for your annual dental checkup because those two small wins that you can get a win today by booking it, get a win that day by doing it, could could prevent uh, perhaps a surprise that would cause a cost a whole lot more than a a ER visit or a root canal that because you let a small cavity get out of control uh, on your dental. You know, for example, I'm gonna I'm gonna give a personal example here, Jim. My my internist has told me if I drop ten pounds, he'll cut a prescription off. 
Okay, if I were to set that as a specific goal, get my wins and do it, then I can have a financial result by not paying for that prescription for 12 times. Oh, that's a hammer. I like that. I like it. You (laughs) know, I need to get that guy. Hey, if you do this, I'll do that. I like it. That works. 10 pounds. I don't know if it'd do it for me. (laughs) 30 maybe for me. But uh, that's a great point. I mean, you you set out and you say, what's the what's the result of me doing this? And I know somebody if you just I mean, sometimes dental can be a problem that you end up with a huge dental bill. This person's right now going through some surgery and it's all Mm -hmm. because I mean, severe surgery, young person, I'm talking about under 30, just didn't do some of that preventative Mm -hmm. maintenance from that standpoint. Scott, we talked about paying off debt earlier. But summarize that for me. Yeah, since, since that's usually at the top of the resolution list of most lists you hear, let's talk about how you accomplish that. I think first thing you do, make a list of your debts, including the amount you're paying, the interest rate. You know, list all those. And then let's start picking one of them to start paying off first. One thing successful I've done with people was to pick the smallest one first. And that way you kind of get a quick win. They call that the debt snowball. And you take what you were paying on that small one, roll it to the next one, and so on and so on. And that way you get a small win early. You're rolling bigger payments onto the other debts and get those debts paid down quicker. Well, that comes obviously, you know, we, we think about Dave Ramsey, what he's talked about paying, you know, debt and how he talks about that. That's so critical. It it works. It does. And you need to just say, that's my resolution. If that's the only thing you can do in 2019, getting out of debt is a big win for a person. And that's what we want to make sure that people understand that. Scott, you talk about putting your team together. Both of you guys are certified financial planners. Talk to me about what what it means to put your team together well i think that's where you get the people that are going to help you accomplish all these goals you know you're going to need a lot of people need a tax preparer so let's get the tax preparer maybe you want to work with a financial advisor that can help you establish some of these goals and help you work through some of these things and help you accomplish these goals uh it's a good time to overlook the uh, home and auto insurance and get that person on the team involved and maybe there's an estate attorney need to get our wills done durable power of attorneys and maybe a trust so assembling that team of people all together so that everybody is on board and everybody's on the same page with what you're trying to accomplish goes a long way in doing away with a lot of inefficiencies that can get created and you know i think it's important for us to tell people that you know sometimes they think they're listening and they think well you know i can't do that it's too expensive reality is it's not too expensive just what you can put together a team and it, it makes a big difference to your long-term objectives, and I think that's critical for, for these guys. Guys, I want to tell you, thank you so much for being a part of today's program. Tommy, thank you for being here. Thank you, Jim. Great to be here, Jim. These guys are both certified financial planners. If you want to talk to them, give them a call at 757-5757. Uh, you know, we've been talking about financial resolutions, specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time-based You've been listening to The Voice, KWAM 990 and FM 107.9. My guests, Scott Jordan and Tommy Armstrong, if you would like to talk with them, just give them a call, 757-5757. To find today's program on podcast or past programs, go to iTunes and search for Shoemaker Financial. This is Talk Money. Talk Money is produced by Greg Ratliff. Guest and content coordination, Francis Fortner. Production assistant, Eleanor Moskovitz. Compliance officer, Tommy Armstrong. Mid-South History Moment, Rebecca Brazier and Drew Johnson. We'll see you next week on Talk Money.